We're up to the Flamid Aleph, Ahmed Aleph. And we're just giving different examples when he says that this should be also to me, like a carbon. And he uses different references. Who is he referring to? Because remember, when it comes to the Durham, we follow basically what people mean. So we're up to the mission here, about 10 lines, from, about 15 lines on top of the page. Koinim, he says, this should be also to me like a carbon. I don't want to have any benefit from Bnei Noach. Who is included in Bnei Noach? Mutubi Yisrael. Yidin are no longer called Bnei Noach. Even though we are descendants of Noach, everybody says Noach. But we're no longer referred to as Bnei Noach. We're referred to as Bnei Yisrael. But he's but forbidden to have any benefit from a Goy because Goyim are all called Bnei Noach. Why doesn't Bnei Noach include everybody? The Gemara, even the Iktish Avram, once Avram became the, the, sanctified by the Abishter, then Iskaru Al Shmei. We are all called Bnei Avram, we're no longer called Bnei Nech. The Mishnah Melech and Parshat Rochim and Zalol Arichis and Bishop Engel and others, whether the Yidin had the status of Bnei Nech till Matan Torah, or uh, as soon as Avram was already uh, around, no longer Bnei Nech. Regardless, and the Ramban at the end of Parshas Ember brings a machlekit to him and the Chachme Tzorfas, whether the Eden have a din of B'nai Yisrael prior to Matan But regardless, after Matan definitely, even though um, it, it became retrospective, whatever we came from B'nai Avram was activated after Matan So nevertheless, we're called B'nai Avram and not called B'nai Neach. So the mission continues further on this theme. What about... <clears throat> If he says, I don't have any benefit from Avram's descendants, also you would think that if you have any not from the Arabs. No. He's only referring to Yidin, Bnei Avram, and not to Goyim. What about the Yishmol? The Pazik says that only in Yitzchak will I say it's called Zer Avram. But what about Esav? Esav is definitely, you know, comes from Yitzchak. All it says in the passage is even the color Zera. So Yitzchak had two descendants. He had Avram, he had Yaakov, and he had Esau. So maybe been Esau. So he says here, not all the descendants, but only Esau. So based on this mission, I have a big question on the Rambam. Rambam holds that B'nai Keturah are chayiv and bris mila because they are also considered Avram. So why does the Gemara say that Zed Avram only refers to Yidin? Why doesn't it refer to also to Bnei Ketura? And one of the answers given is that when you make a neder, you want to have some certainty. And because the Rambam writes that today, Bnei Ketura, after some Cherub came and mixed up all the nations of the world, we don't know who Bnei Ketura is. So we, if, if you say Bnei Ketura is also, who is, who's going to, who is Bnei Ketura? Who's going to be us? So when you make a neder, you want to know exactly what you ask. So therefore, we assume that the net is not going to include people who are ourselves. <clears throat> okay. In Mishnah, it is. There's a whole discussion. What about Gairim? A Gairim called Zera Avram. The Rosh has here clearly on the bottom of the page. Um, I'll just quote you what he says here. If I can find it, he says, oh, on the Mishnah, Osabi Yisrael, the Gadim Nami Bechal Zer Avram says here about eight lines at the bottom of the page. He says, clearly the Gadim are included. The whole Shemre Hatoyde Bechal Zarein. 
<laughs> on the one hand, he includes all the gadim, then he says, Kol So there's a whole discussion. What about somebody who's a mummer? A yid is a mummer. He calls that Avram. And they don't really base it on this rush. But the rush says, he says, Shemir had toidah. Doesn't say call Yisraelim. He says, call Shemir had toidah. What is the rush trying to say? Doesn't say call Chiyuve in Mitzvah had toidah. Shemir had toidah. So somebody who's not Shemir had toidah mitzvah says, what? It's not Zed Avram. It's a very strong statement to make. It's a very strong statement to make. In fact, recently they, they, they published a letter from the Rebbe where he, he, um, he berates those Rabbanim who say that anybody who's reform or conservative is not Jewish. And he says, you know, the Ram says every yid is a yid. You know, that's why Yichel Gerish says if you beat them, they give a get, a get, it's all right. Because every yid is a yid. Doesn't matter if you do Avedis, doesn't take away from the fact that they're a yid. So what does the, the Rosh mean when he says, So in your discussion. But what does that Avram, Bagadim, there's the, whether they, whether they chayven bekurim and they make a bracha or not, because they can say, or or can they say, Avaseinu? How can they say, Avaseinu? So we answer, Rabbi Yudah says, because of Haman Goyim, Avram is of all the Goyim. By the way, I can't remember who asked. That, that explains Avram. What about Yitzchak Yaakov? Who says, Avaseinu? Okay, Avram, they can say. Av Haman Goyim. How can they say, Yitzchak, okay, Yaakov, and Avaseinu? Where are they, Avaseinu? So they want to answer that um, you must say that I've Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov are considered one, even though the three others are considered one. And if you're the Zer Avram, and you're the Zer Avram, then the Chameli, you're the Zer Zer Yaakov. Okay, let's continue. Next mission. Here you have to help a couple of bit. It says, I don't have any benefit from a Yid. I don't have any benefit from that Yid. Can I do business with him? He says, yes, in a way where you don't benefit from him. How do, how do you do business with somebody you don't benefit? If you overpay. For, for goods. And just before we begin, there's three, the Gemara is going to talk about that, three kinds of sellers. There are sellers who are desperate. It's desperate sellers. But, you know, then, and then that's one group of sellers. And in the, in the case where the guy is a desperate seller, then the, the, the seller is happy when there's a sale. He needs the money. He's urgent, he needs the money. Then you have a normal case. There's a seller, there's a buyer. So they're both happy. The seller got what he wanted money, and the buyer got what he wanted, which is an ob- this particular option. Then you have sellers where, the, where there's a high, high demand that very few people have it. The masks were around a couple of years ago. Nobody had masks, so nobody had um, the rat test, whatever it is. It were big. Um, that's high, high demand. In that case, the buyers want to get sold. Players. The sellers get who he sells to. He has a million people out there ready to pay. To pay. So in that case, it's the buyer who has all the hana. So again, it's called kharifa. If it's a sale kharifa, it means a high demand, and the buyer is the one who has all the hana. If it's a normal sale, they both have hana, the buyer and the seller. And if it's something where there's, there's no demand, and the seller is desperate, then the seller is the one who has enough, not the buyer. But that's only if it's shava b'shava, you're selling for the normal price. But if you ever uh, sell something for more than the price, it doesn't matter which of these three categories it is, if it's more than the price, then the buyer feels cheated, doesn't have to, doesn't have an odds. The seller who has an odds, he got extra money. In a case where you undersell it, you, 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 get, pay, you get paid back less than what you should, then the buyer is one who's happy, he got a good deal, and the seller walks home very unhappy. Okay, that's the Haggadah to start the following your mother. So Amar Shmuel, Shmuel, sorry, that's the Mishnah. I don't have any hanot from a yid. So what can Elokeiach? If I ever want to buy something from him, I want to handle with him. I can, but yes, I got to pay excessive amounts of money, much more than it's worth. So therefore, I'm not having any hanot from him. If I want to sell an object, the pachas I have to sell less than the value, less than what it's normally sold for. So I'm losing money. So this way, 
There's no hanah. I'm not having any hanah for this person. What about the other way around? The safer shesh. He's thrown then. I don't want that yid or any yid to have any hanah from me. Can I deal with Eden? He's like, if I buy, I don't have to have enough. If I'm going to buy something from him, I have to pay less than it's worth. The pachas, so that's therefore he, they have no enough for me. Or Moichav ever sell them anything, but Yaisa, I charge him too much. So that, but the Mishnah says, which is interesting why the Mishnah has to tell you that. If you, can, if you can find anybody who is actually going to listen to you and do want to handle with you in such a way, why in the world the Mishnah has to add that? I don't know. But then the Mishnah says, if you say, if I say I don't want to eat to have enough of me and I don't have enough of me, so none of these you can't deal in any of these ways. In that case, the only one you can have enough of going. In fact, it's such an obvious thing. What does the Mishnah have to say for? So that I want to say the Kiddush and the Mishnah is sometimes you make a nether which is impossible. If you say that I'm not going to sleep for next week, remember we had more than three days, it's 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 shove. You know, you can go ahead and you give your mouth straight away by Yahweh, it's impossible anyway. So we would have thought that if you say you're not gonna have any. I know from and, and the yid won't have enough me, I won't have enough yid. That, that's a net which is impossible. So we answer no, it is possible. You have an alternative. Deal with going. Don't deal with yid. So I think my Amish Shmuel says, and then we're going to go back to our Mishnah to see, reference to our Mishnah Shmuel says, we have different levels of shaymun. Depending on, on what my, my benefit is, then I have a certain responsibility. So if I have no benefit, for example, I'm a shaymun, I'm doing the guy a favor, then I have no responsibilities. I, I'm doing him a favor, so therefore I'm not hiding to get stolen or lost or anything else. And if I, if there's pure negligence, in fact, there's a big machlek is restraining why you pay for negligence. I think more as well. Do you pay for negligence because it's a dinner shmirah or it's actually I'm a mazik? Nothing to do with shmirah. As a shaman, I'm part of completely. I'm doing you a favor. Why am I paying for negligence? Is that Amam says because you're a mazik. So um, that's shavichinu. Shemir sacha where I'm getting paid or for something that I'm, and then I'm therefore I'm having benefit from the object. I have more responsibilities if it gets stolen or lost from Chai, but an Ain is not. A Shoyal who call on Shaloi, what does the lender have from a Shoyal? Nothing. The Shoyal is the one who gets all the Hano. So there's, in that case, the Shoyal is responsible for everything. Almost everything. If I go ahead to a store and I buy something, I buy something from a tradesman, whatever, from a craftsman, and uh, a Levaka, I want to take it home. I want to check it out, try for 24 hours. Venenis. And while I was in my house, in my possession, an accident happened. Chayv, I'm chayv. Why am I chayv? I'm like to show you why. Because what did the lender have from this right now? Garnished. I didn't pay him a penny. And I have all the benefit. I have the hanor that I can bring it home and test it out. So I'm like a show Different chayv. Alma kasavari holds. So who has the hanor here? Hanor sakechi. Because if the seller also has hanor here, then my level of uh, responsibility should be reduced. Should, you know, should instead of being also for ancient, I should be on chayv. The fact that I'm chayv for ancient means call hanor shalai. So in other words, it seems to me whenever there's a sale, who's the one who has the, major, the most pleasure from the set that more? All the pleasure is the lekech. So that's a question tonight. I mean, look at our mission. Yeah, that's, not, that's not tangible pleasure. It's nothing. I have nothing from it. Tomorrow, when you say it, if I buy it, maybe retrospective. But now that's not coming back to me, I got no pleasure. Tanan, we learned. So interesting, if you're walking in a store and your hand, I'm saying, move here and you uh, break something on the shelf, who's responsible? <clears throat> It was nice. Now we learn any enemy Israel says, "I'm if I will have no hana from that gift." Meeting Moichah, so the only way I could deal with them is Moichah if I sell them under the price. So if I'm not having hana, I will shove it. But if I sell them for the normal price, why? 
I still don't know if I know why, because I'm getting enough, but I'm the Meichel. Yushmu just said, right in the modern sense, that every time there's a sale, it's the Lekech, he got the object. More important than getting the money is the object, therefore he got the object, that's the full enough. So even Shabbat Shabbat, I should not be able to deal with the person because I'm getting the Meichel, getting the full enough. I said, I don't have enough from Yid. Brother, no. What's <clears throat> enough? ביטחון That's why, in this case, the only way the Meichel can sell it to the Lekech is, the only way the Meichel can sell it to the is if he sells it under the price. So then even if it's desperate, but you just lost money. In case, if you're talking about a case where Ramel Ape, a desperate seller, the first part is if he said, I won't have any enough Meid, it says here, Lekech, if I buy from him, I got to pay more money. If I pay more money, then I'm not, maybe if I pay, but if I pay the normal amount, then, um, Then I'm, um, uh, what's it called? Then I'm, um, so, so first of all, it says, if I care about Yasser, you shouldn't pay more money. If, if I'm a desperate, uh, if he, uh, what do you call it? If he's a, a desperate seller, then, uh, sorry, if I'm a desperate seller, what's the case in this case here? How do you explain that? I shouldn't buy for it. So we see that one, but I'm having Hanar from him and he's having enough. <clears throat> Um, what do you call it? If it's Shavah B'Shavah and he's a desperate seller, why am I having enough? The Meichel has all the enough. It says in the first part of the mission, I shouldn't buy from here. If it's Shavah, if, if, if it's Shavah B'Shavah. But Shavah B'Shavah, if it's a desperate seller, then he's having all the enough. Not me, because nobody really wants it. It's like I did him a favor by him. Number one. Number two, look at the next half of the mission. It says, you saw the letter one, you didn't have enough me. So if I don't have enough me, what do I do? I like uh, I pay less than the amount, but therefore he's not having enough of me. Or I'm selling you because more than amount. Now, if it's a desperate sale, I feel a shove of a shove, even a desperate sale, that even if I'm paying him the, uh, what do you call it? Even if I'm buying it, um, if I'm selling it, even if I'm selling it for even. Uh, he, uh, he, this buyer has no enough because he can buy it anyway. What do you expect from me? And I'm a desperate seller because nobody wants to buy it. There's no demand. But I answer the safer. This case from Azvina Khadifa. We're talking about here where there's a, a, a desperate buyer. But there's a desperate buyer because um, everybody wants it. Very few people have it. So therefore, you're giving him Hano if you're selling it for Shava Bishava because you couldn't buy anywhere else. If so, why did it say I have to sell it to him for less? I buy from the less, I feel a shava b'shava, even if it's shava b'shava, he has no enough from it because he can sell it anywhere. He has no specific enough for me. Elohim more answers. Not a desperate seller, not a desperate buyer, normal case. Normal case, then shava b'shava is, is they're both having enough from me. That's why it's awesome on both sides. And Shmuel, Shmuel says, where if you take it from a like a woman, you're fully responsible because the call Hanosh for like the entire Hanosh the buyer. I'm talking about different case. He's talking about Bizvina Khadifa. He's talking about where there's a you know there's a, it's a hot, hot commodity, hot idea, very limited supply. So therefore, in that case, the buyer has all the Hanosh. Tiny goes from a technical like Shmuel. I'll take him with the target. You buy Kaylin from a merchant, 
You want to send it to your in-laws' house, and you want to see whether they're happy. They're not happy with it. But Allah, he said to him, many, and he knows you love If they like it, I'll pay for it. love, and he knows you love I'll pay you for the hano that you gave me, allowed me to have it for 24 hours. Uh, if he had a, if the onus took place while he was taking it to his in-law's house, is 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 uh, what do you call is is chayiv? Why is he chayiv? Because an onus, you treat him like a shoyel. It's called a shaloi, and that's what everybody asks from this Rashi here. Rashi says nemsu b'halicha chayiv. Rashi in August is neishu who can nois his sach. Right, it's like you're paying for it. But he had no dislation. The fact that you're allowing me to bring it home. In law, Gomorrah Makhlin Nafshe, which is hard to understand because there's no paper rings. There's only page for Gnave of Aveda. In fact, there's no Machlekis. I would agree. Soichel is a Machlekis. If a Soichel is considered like a nice Sacho, like a Shoyo, but a nice Sacho, you get paid. Um, um, and I'm getting paid. I'm getting the Hanor that you trust me with this object. So, Gomorrah Makhshe, is this a Chidush Rashi here that a Shoyimers, a nice Sacho, can also sometimes be elevated? To the level of a shoyel, we has extra hano, extra no, because he has something personally. You trusted me, and so on, or not? Or, you say it's just a conditional sale at that point. When before it gets to the in-laws, it's all a conditional sale because if they're happy, then he's really buying this from them. So technically, no, because hey, what happens if we don't buy it? You still keep the money that I gave you. I give you five dollars. That so this is not conditional sale. So that so five dollars I gave you was for the time. So what's the sale? So what's the renting it and then buying it after? Something like that. Right. Turning into a sale or not? Yeah. But the chazara potter, returning it to potter, why? Because in fact, there's no hanor anymore because the in-laws don't want it, so there's no hanor anymore. I agree with you. The pnei shukin sach. It's like now it's like a noisy sach. So this is what we now say. The way Ashley learned noisy sach before as well. So it's either the mistake in Rashi, or like I want to say, or there's a chiddush in Rashi that a nice sacha is extra hana becomes like a shayu. You have a place with a sacha by chazar, by halicha. But in the Gemara says, in the Gemara says, yeah, exactly. Okay. So who's that sida? There was this mekla. There was um, uh, what do you call? Um, well, I said something in English. I forgot. There was um, a broker. The shakol chamra lizvuni. He took a donkey to try to sell it for this person. Then I was against his commission. But like Isbin, and he could. Oh, he's a middleman. But like Isbin, and he couldn't make the sale. But had the other, but as he's bringing it back to the to the owner, is this an accident occurred? Chamra with a with a donkey. We just learned sure we said before that if you're returning at home, you have no longer any hana, then you sachak with the sachak or ashernasach or something, and if you potter for instance, why are you obligating this mechler, um, this middle person to be paid for the donkey? Um, a, betray, a, a broker is different than anybody else. The case of the chassan, once, he, once his in-law said he's not interested, there's no sale anymore. He brings it home. The, the, uh, um, a shatchan, you know, every, every person that they see, they try to make a shidduch. Even on his way home, if he sees somebody there and he thinks he can make a deal, he'll deal. So it's not considered returning until he physically returns it into the guy's house. Possession. Even at the entrance of the house of the owner. That's what he does for a living. He's a professional. Says he can further. Okay, talking about different words, expressions that people mean. Koinim, I make, I ask, 
everything any benefit from someone who's arayim. Literally, arayim means uncircumcised. So do you mean literally uncircumcised? We have before this, there's you know, different arayim that were also in Kabon. For example, somebody who makes the if let's say hemophiliac and is, 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 a, is prevalent in that family, you're not allowed to malin because it's dangerous. Are they included in arayim? Or is it more like a name, a euphemism, a noun, rather than a description? So, he's permitted with uh, his throat, even though they might be an oral, but um, is also by uh, any guy. And even if the goyim are gemalut, a circumcised, you don't have enough for goyim, because that's how you refer to goyim as arelim. And, and for yidin, they're not referred to as arelim. And the Ram brings it out because it says in the Pasuk, call Hagoyim All the Goyim are Arelim, so therefore, regardless, and surely there are some Goyim are Gemalot. And that bothered a lot of people because we have a, a, a rule, Rubai Kikule. In fact, there's a famous Taz where he says, Why we say Kolan Kule, Bichbe Decher, Shan Dabin, why redundant? So the Taz says, Because we just say Kololan, Bichbe Decher, it would mean Raiv. 51% is also. I say Kol Kula, you mean 100%. So what's the right of Apostle Ki Kol HaGoyim Arelim? Most Goyim Arelim, but Asamo not Arelim. And, and therefore, maybe the thing is, they know that those... So the Ranzaraya, they, they try to understand. When do we say Kol Rubik Kuli? And when do we say Kol is not Rubik Kuli? Famous some say from the Chubas, we ask, so why do you have to have a Rubius wine in your Bechus? Say Rubik Kuli, have more, have more than half a Rubius in your Yitzchak. So he says that Rubik Kuli, you have to have a Kuli, but if Rave of it meets the standard, that's Rubik Kuli. But the Chachila, all you have is a Rave, not Kuli. And doesn't work. Otherwise, what's the whole idea of shiurim in the title? What we say, we don't do that. The mission continues. I don't have any benefit from those who are circumcised. Also, even the the this Israel's oral is forbidden. generally referred to only to to goyim. So the mission actually brings the pasuk kol goyim arelim. And the whole base is already laid. But Oymen, it says, well, yeah, Plishti another person you bring, which says, it describes the Plishti by Goliath, so but Oymen says, in other passage, it says, Pen, Pen Tishmatla, Benois Plishti, Pen Taloiza, Benois Radev. So you see that what all the, the non Jews are called Benois Radev. Rabbalah Nazai Oymen, Musahi Arla, talking about Arla, we're talking about all the Goyim Arla, we're talking about now just generally. The, the Maila being circumcised and the Chsorna Orla. Because you know that the Rebbe brings in the Rogi Chobah that there's definitely three parts in the midst of Bismillah is the act of being of mauling and um, and the, the fact that you're no longer an Orl. So when you do a bris, you take away the Orla, you make a Bismillah, and plus every minute that you're that you are um Malik, you've Makaim a mitzvah that you're not an Orl. So here we're saying the Musa, first of all, we're going to break the mission two parts. There's Musa or Orla and there's Gedoyla, Maila, Zabrisk. There's two different parts to it. One is the fact that we remove the Orla, and the other part is the positive side of it that there's a bris. Shin is Ganu Bodeshoim. The Shoim are described in a, in, a, in, a, in a disparaging way as an Orl. So it says, All the Goyim are in. Shal says, Now let's the other side. Gedoyla, Mila, Shinichas, Ola, Shalish, Ese, Brises. That 13 Brises were covenants, because in the Parsha by Yedra, where it talks about, we were told the Mitzvah of Bris Mila, um, over there, when, when Avram was told the Mitzvah of Mila, 13 times says the word Bris in that little Parsha. The Rambam, Pesham, Shnai, lists every time it says the word Bris. And there, Shabbos. Mila is so great that it pushes away Shabbos. Chamura, um, Shabbos is so strict, and yet Mila pushes away. Rabbi Shub and Karcha, Mila is so strict, and yet Mila pushes away. 
that um, Moshe was uh, was um, all his chusam he had. The only reason why he's about to be punished was Moshe couldn't delay by one hour. But when Moshe was coming to the Mitzrayim, he was he was threatened to be killed because he didn't malle his child. So he's in the eye, despite all this chusim that Moshe Rabbeinu had. And the Chem Yaimer, truth is, it's hard to understand because there were no chusim then yet. He didn't go to Mitzrayim yet. He didn't do anything yet. He was on the way to Mitzrayim with his family. Now the Chem Yaimer, the Chem says, Gedolim Mila maybe means that he's already has because he's ready to do it. That already gives him all those chusim. And the Chem just wanting to do it, which will be a powerful statement. If you want to do good things, you already have all those chuyas. Anyway, true, but it's the way it sounds like Kol's the Mishnah says. so great that it pushes away Nagoyim. Problematic. You just said that Mila so great pushes away Shabbos, which is Isa Skila. So what's so great to push away Nagoyim with Isa Lav? So what's the So the like this, perhaps. And someone will say this that when we say Mila is Mutter and Shabbos, Tapshat is Shabbos, and Mitzvah Mila pushes it away. Tapshat at all. The Chad, the Taylor said, the Vayim Hashmini, Yim of Saralos, it means that on Shabbos, there is no Shabbos when it comes to Bris Mila. Your Mitzvah didn't push anything away. There's no Shabbos. Shabbos says, I'll move, I remove myself completely so that you can go ahead and, and mali a, ch- a child. But when it comes to Nagayim, Nagayim doesn't step aside. There we say, In fact, every time we use an example, we say, That's the example we give. So there, that's a Kiddush. That you have an Abeda of removing the Tzaras, but still the Asay pushes it away. And that's the Kiddush here. That is the of Nagayim. Rebbe says, "Gedayla mila mila is no great." She called Hamitzah Shas Avram Avinu Lanikas Shalim At Shemol. Avram Avinu was not considered whole until he circumcised. So it says, "He's halach lefanav ve'hayyatamim." Go in my footsteps, and you will be complete. Dovel Achan, Gedayla mila mila is so great that not only and the person it, it completes you, but you complete the whole world. But here we say, if it's literally bris mila, I wouldn't have created the world. So it's not just you personally are complete, come whole, the entire world becomes whole. All didn't stand in his good stead. Now, what exactly was called Zachish Asamashavenu? The only Zachish that we really know was that he saved that yid from the Mitzri in the Taylor. It's the only thing we know prior to this uh, um, to, to this event. And maybe that's exactly what it is. Maybe that's the Zachish, saving a yid's life, one yid's life. Saving one yid's life already is called Zachish, did not stand him in good stead. When he sort of delayed and he tarried when he came to Bismillah. You know what it says? It's in the Pazik, Ba'yiv Gisheyu Hashem. Hashem met him, but Yivak Hashem missed him. He wanted to kill him because he did a mala. You think he delayed it? He said, I will go mala. The eight say, if I mala my child now, before we make the trip, on the third day, and they were in pain. So you see that what? It's Mamash Sakana. This is by, um, uh, by Shechem. So, Emoil, the Eshaz Yamish, I circumcised and wait three days because it says take three days of pain. I got to Borchom and the Lecture of Mitzrayim. Dave should give me instructions to go to Mitzrayim. I can't wait even a day. No. So, what did Moshe do wrong? Where did he tarry? The nation is 
When he arrived, wherever he's supposed to arrive, before he modeled the child, he looked around. Shanemet says, First thing they went to look at was uh, a, a place to, 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 to remain. Um, and now Rashi, on top of the page, we'll just do this Rashi. It's a very interesting Rashi and causes a lot of strife. Um, the top Rashi. First, he occupied himself with the hotel, then he malud. First thing he should have done is malud his son. That hotel that he was going to stay was next to Mitzrayim, was near Mitzrayim. And so it's no longer Sakana. Because they're, they're right next to Mitzrayim, his wife and kids can stay there. He can go to Mitzrayim, so therefore there's no sakana anymore. Because what what's the chilek? Were you mala in your at home or in the hotel? You're still in the same problem. We have to wait three days. So he said no, because right outside the outskirts of Mitzrayim, so he can they can stay here and go in. Uh, that day was eight days old. If he was eight days old, then he had an old day to mala. The only reason why you mala early because he's magdil mitzvah. So why was he threatened to be killed? Is there a mitzvah to mala in the morning? Sorry? We didn't say they arrived the last minute and there was a question of today tomorrow. That would be a chiddush. And you can't mala at night. It, it seems some Rashi here, and this is very important, the big machlek is in the poskim. Is there actually a mitzvah to mala in the morning or the mitzvah is the entire day? So it's reason to do in the morning. And there's a big case 150 years ago, big is a postcard. So it seems from this Rashi here, which even though they go through the trivia, they don't bring this Rashi. It seems this Rashi here that since it was the eighth day, the, as, as soon as you can, you have to mala. So it's the only reason why a lot of people delay the, the bris to the afternoon is because there's another principle called Barabam Hadas Malach. And Barabam Hadas Malach maybe it gives, you know, grounds to delay it late in the afternoon. But Rashi seems to how does Ashna was eight days older? In Pashtas, he was eight days old in Midian when he had Tamala, and he and he delayed it to the, the day or two that it took him to get the Mitzrayim. So it seems to Nashi, and, and not only that, it says that why didn't he do the Mitzrayim? Because he didn't want to do the Mitzrayim, sorry, Midian, because he would have to wait three days. But if, if, if it wasn't, he was only seven days old then. So others want to bring an eye from here, which is the famous Machlekes in the, the Paskin. If you Mala the baby when he's six days old, five days old, Okay, you didn't do the mitzvah yet, but it comes day number eight. Then the mitzvah automatically is, you did the mitzvah, or do you have to mala on the eighth day? Or you have to be normal. From here, it seems from Rashi's version. So when he left Midian, he was not eight days old. So when he arrived in Messiah, he was eight days. So he left Midian, was seven, six, five, how long it took. So therefore, going to Rashi, it seems that he could have made a bris younger and it would have been good enough. But he didn't want to do it because of Sakana. This little Rashi have a number of interesting shilas. Okay, we'll continue tomorrow night at 